Hear the saints sing the praises to God. Amen. If you would turn with me to, uh, to Jeremiah 2. See, it's got me all shook up. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 39 is where we'll be at this evening. If you're a guest, we welcome you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of our worship tonight. We're uh, excited that you're here and you're our honored guest. What a, a blessing it has been today. The deacons and the elders got together talking about the new works that they're going to be a part of. And man, what an exciting time it is for Fountainhead. Continue to pray for us that we strive to do God's will in all that we do and all that we say and pray for our leadership and pray for them as these months continue. What matters? This evening I want to talk about the value of life. Psalm 39, look at verse 4 and 5 is where we'll get our lesson from. Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days? That I may know how frail I am. Indeed, you have made my days as handbreadths, and my age is as nothing before you. Certainly, every man at his best state is but a vapor. David says, Lord, make me know my end, and what is the measure of my days? David wants to be reminded how brief life is on earth. And to be reminded that his days are numbered. Verse 5 says, every man at his best state. Think about that. At his best state is but a vapor. When we think about it, we don't have much control over some things in our lives, such as... We're born, right? We have no control over being born. We have no control over who our parents are. I know Isaac sometimes wishes his dad could change, but I know he loves me. The time period we live in, right? We can't live in the wild, wild west days. And death. We can't control when we die. Well... We can, but we understand that when we value our life, when we take into consideration all the things that we've been blessed with, then it changes who we are. But there is one thing that we do have control over. We get to decide how we're going to spend the time we have on earth right now. How are we going to spend it right now? Psalm 90, 12 says, So teach us to number our days. Lord, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach me to understand that my days are numbered. Teach me to know that tomorrow is not promised to me. And therefore, because I know that, I will gain a heart of wisdom. I will understand how I need to live in the moment, right? 
I'll understand how I need to live every single day because I put it where it needs to be, right in the front of my face. Brethren, we don't know what may happen to us from one minute to the next. James 4.14 says, Whereas you don't know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while, for a little time, and then vanishes away. It appears for a little while, and then it vanishes away. Think about this. Every man dies, but not every man lives. The greatest enemy is not death, but a life unlived. What really matters in life? Consider this. People in our lives matter. Amen? Every single one of you matter to me. I see some people that I don't see all the time. And what a blessing it is to see them because they matter to me. God has given us people to love. God has given us people to support. We must be there when times are good. And we must be there when times are bad. Not only our families, but the brothers and sisters that we have in Christ. Look at what Galatians 5, 13-15 says. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another. For all the love is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if, now catch this, catch it. If you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. If you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Easier said than done though, right? <laughs> Parents, <laughs> when your kids don't do exactly what they need to be doing time and time again, you tell them and they don't do it, you tell them and they don't do it. And I know that sometimes it isn't easy, but you know, when I get this mind frame, and I've had this mind frame before, I'm often reminded of the great story that Jesus tells about the prodigal son. You know, the, the son wanted all his stuff and he, he gets his uh, piece of the inheritance and he leaves and he goes and blows it and he does all these things and he finds himself in a pig's pen. And he comes to himself and he says, I'm going to go home where my father is because I know even the slaves get treated good there. Maybe I could just be a servant. Luke 15, 20 and 21 says this, And he arose and came to his father. And I, I love this. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck 
and kissed him. The father was watching for him. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. But he still loved him and he still watched out for him. And when he came home, he saw him and ran to him and kissed him. Just because the son goes out and did some silly and terrible things, the father was still waiting and looking for the day when he would see his son come home. And he runs to meet him. You know, I hope one day, one day, that I'll see Isaiah. Walk through that door. Yeah, I went down there and I've talked to him. Yeah, I've been down there and I've visited with him. Yeah, he told me he was going to do the right thing. And he got out of jail and didn't. And I won't justify what he's done. But I'm still hopeful. And I know God is good. And I'm going to keep praying for the day that I see him walk through that door. Does it hurt? Absolutely. Does it bother me sometimes? Absolutely. But if I put it off and allow myself to stay discouraged in that situation, I waste so much precious time that I'm not promised. See, I can stay in this pity and I can stay in this discouragement and I can miss the blessings that I could bring to so many people around me. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah, I want them to do right. But I can't stop the mission. And that's to love your neighbor as yourself. People around us matter. We've got to go and always be ready to show the love that the Lord showed us, even when we were enemies. Brethren, if we are not in Christ Jesus, if you're here tonight, friend, and you are not in Christ Jesus, I want to give you a warning. You're an enemy to God. He doesn't want to be your enemy, but you have lived in such a way that you are an enemy of God. But here's the blessing. God still loves you enough to die for you. What would you do to an enemy of yours? Would you talk to him? Would you get around him? Would you even be by him? No. You'd have a hard time talking to somebody that you got a problem with. Somebody talks real crazy to you, what are you going to do next time you see him? I'm not even getting by that person. Because if they come by me, I may say something that I regret. But look at what Romans 5.10 says. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more. Having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. 
He loved us. Even when we were enemies, God still loved us and died for us. What else matters in life? God in our life matters. Turn with me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Verses 7 and 8. Look at what Paul says. But what things were gained to me. Paul was a Pharisee. Paul had it made, really. He was top notch. He was in the, in the group for the religious world, for the Jews. He was the main one that was going to go and pull these Christians out of their houses and bring them to Jerusalem. And he wasn't just going to talk the talk, he walked the walk. But when he became a child of God, look what he says. He says, but what things were gained to me, these things I've counted for loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. When we think about how quick our lives pass by, We must know this, above all, what matters is who our Savior is. What matters is if we've done what we were supposed to do to be faithful to Him. What matters is if we are in Christ Jesus. When we have the mind frame that Paul says, the things that were gained to me, those worldly things that were gained to me, I don't count them as nothing. Because they're not worth anything. Because when it's said and done, the only thing that matters is my relationship with God. Amen? We should be striving every day to be more and more dedicated to Him because we understand our days are numbered. When we don't do anything for the kingdom, when we just do nothing for the kingdom, the sad thing is, and I'm not saying that I, every single day I do the greatest job at serving the kingdom. I'm a human being and I fail, brethren. Pray for me, will you? Will you pray for me that I'll be the best Christian every day? Pray for me. I want to be that. And I want to do it in a way that everything that I've gained in the world is nothing in comparison to the blessings that I receive in my relationship with God Almighty. We talked about the Lord's Supper this morning and I just can't get it off my mind. Paul and them waited to gather together on the first day of the week to partake of the Lord's Supper and be with the brethren and worship God. It meant something to him. He was living in such a way that he was, gonna, he was killing the Christians. How hard is that to overcome? He was a murderer. Maybe somebody's in, in here has been a murderer. I don't know, but that is something pretty harsh, isn't it? To overcome. And Paul, he gets it. 
He says, but what things were gained to me, I've counted as loss. Every day I'm going to strive to be better and better and better. Because my days are numbered. I don't know what's going to happen the next day. So I'm training myself to have a heart of wisdom. First John 2.17 says this, and we're going to look at the rest of those scriptures in just a second above it, but it says, and the world is passing away. The world's passing away. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. He who does the will of God abides forever. So God in our life matters. People in our life, they matter. We should be there to support them. We should be there to show them the right way. We should be there to encourage them. We should be there to admonish them. But we also have to understand that God in our life matters. When we understand that doing the will of God makes us abide forever, that should be some encouragement. Not a beat down, not a struggle, not a hardship. It should be a blessing that encourages us to do better and better and better. See, the God of the Old Testament, I've heard it some, He was such a harsh God. He was such a, a God that would just get you and smite you and it'd be done with. God has always been a God that has set up laws for you to be successful. He doesn't need anything from us. He wants you to obey Him so you will be successful in your life. Do this and you'll be blessed. Do this and watch what happens in your life. Don't do this. Stay away from this. What does He say? Flee sexual immorality. Get away from it. God in our life matters. Because the world's passing away. It's a trick. Satan has a trick set up. Chasing all the dreams of the world just walks you right off the cliff. And then when it's over, you're done. He don't care about you. He's going on to somebody else. But the one who disciplines their self... Like we talked about this morning, those who are in Christ Jesus have a promise given to them. A promise given to those who are faithful to death. Brethren, we know what that promise is, don't we? A crown of life. Everlasting life. The two greatest commandments God gives us. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second one is like it. Love others like you love yourself. Life is but a vapor. What will you do while you're here? I don't know the analogy and it's not going to be very good me explaining it, but I'm going to try anyway. I've read this great story that I was going to try and use, but I couldn't get it right. But, you know, there's the beginning date when you were born, and then there's the dash, and then there's this date at the end of your life, whatever date that is. And the, the main purpose of what he was saying is, what are you going to do in that dash? 
People will forget who I am. They're going to forget who I am as time goes on. But if I'm a Christian, I will never be forgotten. Never. I'll be with the Lord. And He loves me personally. And He loves all of you personally. He'll never forget you. He'll never forsake you. Having God in our life matters. The third thing. What else matters? People in our life matter. God in our life matters. Our life matters. Paul said this in Philippians 1.21, For to me, for to me, to live is Christ. For me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. I'm living to die. Amen? I hate to say this and I love y'all, but I, I, I'm okay to die. I'm okay. If you're not okay, make it right. Please. When we come to the understanding that there's no promise for tomorrow, it should drive us to make sure that our lives are in order, right? Jesus said, be ready. Please be ready. If we really took serious the thought of our life being a vapor, that's here and then it's gone, then to live right should be the top priority. Amen? It should be the top priority. Oh, I got time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I'll get right with the Lord. I want to have some fun. If we really took serious the thought of our life being a vapor, then to live right should be a top priority. The things of the world don't get our attention like they should, like they do or they have before. What does John say? He says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Is it our top priority? Or are the things of the world what we love? For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. It goes back to Hebrews 3, and I'm stuck on it. Again, another verse that I'm stuck on, but it is so true. Hardness of the heart comes from deceitfulness of sin. The trick, 
It's not that bad. You're okay. Just don't tell nobody that you're doing it. If you don't tell your brethren that you're doing it, you won't get busted, right? I mean, if you just do it at your house and don't worry about what everybody else is doing and you don't make it known that you're doing these things, it's okay. No, it's not, is it, brethren? Because if that's the case, if that's what's going on, do you really care about your life? Do you really care about what's going on and where you're going to spend eternity? Because the reality is we're going to spend eternity somewhere. We're either going to spend, uh, we're going to spend the rest of eternity with the Lord forever or we're going to be wondering why we aren't with Him. To be totally separated from the love of God, we don't know that here on earth. It rains on the just and the unjust, right? The blessings of God still are coming about to Christians and non-Christians. And here's one of them. We all are breathing air. Blessings have come from God. But there's going to come a time where the separation is going to be eternal separation from the love of God. How much do we care about our life? The lust of the world, the things of the world, the pleasure of the world is not of the Father. He doesn't want you to be a part of those things. So that means, Matt, I can't do anything, right? Come on, brethren. We know better than that. I'm striving to do God's will. Yes, I mess up. Yes, I do things that are contrary to God's Word. And again, pray for me, but I love living my life right now. Man, I have a great life. I ain't got a bunch of money. And that doesn't matter to me. And I'm not saying that it matters to you, and I'm just talking about me personally. But here's what I do understand that my life could end at any moment, am I prepared for it? Am I longing for it? Am I living to die? I want you to think about this. As the Israelites were headed into the promised land, Moses was 120 years old. He was about to be done and Joshua is about to take over. And there's something that I want us to think about as we leave. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20 is where I want to read from. Deuteronomy 30. Chapters 19, verses 19 and 20. Moses is speaking to Israel. He's about done in his ministry. And he leaves them with this. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, 
Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. That both you and your descendants may live. That you may love the Lord your God. That you may obey His voice. And that you may cling to Him. For He is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. I want you to think about verse 20. That you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey His voice, and that you may cling to Him, for He is your life. And the length of your days. Brethren, every day that we live is another day that we have the opportunity to cling to what the Lord says and do it. It's another day for us to realize that our life isn't our own. We've been crucified with Christ and we no longer live, right? But Christ lives in me. So now the way that I live, the way that I direct my path matters. My life matters to so many people. The thing that we got to realize is we can affect people around us. We can do it personally. It doesn't have to be the preacher. It doesn't have to be the elders. It doesn't have to be the deacons. It can be the Christian. Amen? Christian. That is the most powerful weapon that we have is brethren shining light because they realize that their life does matter. It is for something. The questions as we leave. Do we realize we're not promised tomorrow? And do we realize while we are here on this earth we must know that the Lord is our life? And everything we do should revolve around Him. The way we treat others around us, the way we love the Lord, and the way we live our lives every day. Do we do it showing glory and honor to Him? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. Old things have passed away, brethren. And behold, all things have become new. Some of these repetitive scriptures, man, and they just still eat at me and they still get me going because when I get down and out, I remember this. When I came up out of the waters of baptism, guess what? I was a new creature. <laughs> Old things were gone. They were washed away. Some of the most embarrassing things in my life were gone. And now I can live a new and blessed life that matters. Maybe you're here today and you need to become a Christian. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling in your Christianity. Maybe you're struggling in your walk with God. Come. Fix it. Jesus said, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. 
1 Peter 3.21 says, Baptism doth now also save us. Not a bath, not the removal of filth from the flesh, but an answer to a good conscience. Really a desperate plea saying, you know what, God, I can't do it, but I know you can. Can you clean me up, Lord, please? Can you clean me up? And guess what God's answer to you is? Absolutely. I'll wash you and make you clean. And I'll add you to my body and you can be my child. And you can live with me forever. Jesus Christ could come back at any time. If you're not a child of God, why would you, if, if, why would you wait? And, and not receive all the blessings that come from being in Christ Jesus. All spiritual blessings. Forgiveness of sin. Redemption. Reconciliation. Maybe you're a Christian and you're struggling. You need prayers. You need encouragement. You need a hug. You need love. Whatever it is, don't wait. Don't put it off, brethren. Be strong and be courageous this week. Go change the world, brethren. We can do it. We can do it. Whatever it is, come right now. Together we stand and sing.